is coming up now on Established in the Faith. The year of Jubilee, a time of restoration, a new start in life. And Jesus closed the book and he said, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. neighbor and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. If you have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please once again to the Gospel according to St. Luke. We are going to continue with the sevenfold purpose of Christ today in your Bibles. Luke chapter 4, move down if you will to verse 18. And the Bible says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Today, we want to take a look at that last little phrase there that Jesus read out of the book of Isaiah that day, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for His help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank You for the honor and the privilege of being able to stand before this group of people. Lord, I thank You for the platform of which You have given unto us. Lord, to minister to those who are listening by radio and by the Internet as well. Lord, there are many needs out there. Lord, I pray today that you will anoint me to rightly divide the word of truth. Lord, that needs will be met. Lord, that your people will be edified and drawn closer to you. Lord, anoint them today to hear of your word. And Lord, we're just careful to give you praise and glory for all that you have done, for all that you're going to do in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. On this particular day, as Jesus stood in the synagogue in his little hometown of Nazareth. No doubt there were hundreds, maybe even a thousand people had packed that synagogue to hear Jesus preach that day. And he stood up for to read, and there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. Now, whether that just so happened to be the place where they were studying at the time, or whether he specifically asked for the scroll of Isaiah, we really don't know. But when they handed to him the book of the prophet Isaiah, he turned to the place, what we know today as Isaiah chapter 61. And he read this scripture, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Let me tell you something today. 
everything that has ever been done in this world has been done through and by the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit. And Jesus Christ had the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, the Spirit of God rested upon Christ in a way unlike any other human being in history. From the time of His conception in the womb of Mary to the time He died on Calvary's cross, the Holy Spirit was there leading and guiding and moving and working in His life. And let me tell you something. If Jesus Christ, the Son of God, ever so perfect, never sinned one time in word, thought, or deed, needed the moving of the Holy Spirit, needed the guidance of the Holy Spirit, needed the Holy Spirit in His life. Ladies and gentlemen, how much more do we today need the moving and working of the Holy Spirit within our hearts and lives? And let me tell you, what Jesus Christ did for us at that cross opened up the door for the Holy Spirit to come into our hearts and lives in a way that was not able to have been done previously under the old economy of God. It is a privilege today to have the Holy Spirit within our hearts and lives. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me Jesus did not start his ministry until he went to John the Baptist to be baptized not for any remission of sins that Christ had done but Christ's baptism was a type it was symbolic of what Jesus would do at the cross. It was symbolic of His death, burial, and resurrection. Baptism today is still symbolic of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. And when a person gets baptized today, it is symbolic of their death in Christ, their burial with Christ, and their resurrection to a newness of life. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And when John baptized Jesus Christ that day, the Holy Spirit descended upon him as a dove. And that anointing for public ministry started when Jesus was 30 years of age. Jesus was the ultimate anointed one. Matter of fact, the name Christ means the anointed one. Because He has anointed me to preach. God's way has always been through and by the preaching of His Word. Under the Old Testament, when God's people would go astray... He would call a prophet of God and anoint them to an extent for a short period of time to deliver a message to His people, Israel. To bring them back to God. Man's problem is sin. 
Man's problem is the sin nature. When we give in to that sin nature, it hardens the heart of the individual. It creates bondage within that person's life. And only the anointed preaching of the gospel can get through to that hard heart, can break through that bondage of darkness. Because He has anointed me to preach the gospel. What is the gospel? It's good news. But it is the good news of Jesus Christ and Him crucified as the answer to the ills of mankind. That's what God has called us to do. To preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. To preach the gospel to the poor. There's one qualification to be saved and that is you have to be poor if that's the case I'm well qualified because I can tell you there ain't a whole lot in the bank account but it has absolutely nothing to do with money it is a spiritual condition the whole human race is born spiritually bankrupt when it comes to righteousness. Our righteousness is as filthy rags, the Bible says. And yet the Bible also says, without holiness, no man shall see God. In order to obtain the righteousness that God will accept, and you see God one day, you have to recognize that you are spiritually bankrupt before God. You have no righteousness. You have no holiness. There's nothing that you can do to save yourself. But when you place your faith in the finished work of Christ and what He did for us at Calvary's cross, then God takes your sin and separates them as far as east is from the west, and He gives unto you His righteousness. And it's all by faith, lest any man should boast. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Then He said, to heal the brokenhearted. The heart is referred to here has to do with the soul and the spirit of man. Every single human being is born with a broken heart. When God created Adam in the Garden of Eden, Adam was formed out of the dust of the ground and he was just a statue until God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And Adam became a living soul. The Holy Spirit is what empowered the first man, Adam. But when he partook of that forbidden tree, the Holy Spirit left. And man has been broken ever since. Sin has broken the heart of the human being. And sin has killed every single human being that has ever lived. And will continue to kill.
There's nothing that breaks the heart like losing a loved one to the grave. But Jesus said, I go away to prepare a place for you. And if I go away, I will come again and I will receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Some of you in this place, many of you listening to me by radio today, you've lost a loved one to the grave. But let me tell you, if they accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you will see them again one day. And there is nothing in the world that can comfort a heart. Like that promise that Jesus made. He came to heal the broken hearted. Then he said to preach deliverance to the captives. Sin is what gives Satan a legal right to hold man in captivity. Sin is what gives Satan a legal right to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Praise God. Preach deliverance to the captives. Oh, let me tell you today, there's not a drug addict in this world that Jesus Christ cannot set free. Glory to God. There's not an alcoholic in this world that Jesus Christ cannot set free. You may be bound by nicotine today, but Jesus Christ can set you free. You may be bound by a spoon and a fork, but Jesus Christ can set you free. Glory to God. What are you doing, James? I'm preaching deliverance to the captives. He can set you free from that old long tongue you got to. No matter what the bondage is today, Jesus Christ can set you free. Glory to God. Preaching deliverance to the captives. Then he said the recovering of sight to the blind. When Jesus walked this earth, he healed many who were physically blind. Let me tell you, Jesus Christ can still do that today. Physical blindness. But the blindness referred to here is a spiritual blindness. Man is born spiritually blind. He does not understand spiritual things. We see that today in our government. When despite 9-11 and the attacks that are going on around in this world today by Islam, our government continues to call Islam a peaceful religion. It is not a peaceful religion. It is not a peaceful act when somebody straps a bomb to their back and walks into a public place and pulls the cord and kills thousands of people. That is not a peaceful religion. It is demonic. It is not of God. But yet, there are those who are spiritually blind. But Jesus said that he can recover that sight. Glory to God. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. 
that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see spiritual blindness. Then he said, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Life is hard. The impact of the fall upon mankind has so bruised the soul of the human being that it affects our children. I heard a man say the other day there was, you know how they get up over television before a, a wrestling match and they talk junk? I heard the man say, he pointed a finger at that television camera. He said, buddy, I'm going to hit you so hard your grandchildren's going to feel it. <laughs> now, buddy, that's pretty hard. But this bruise upon mankind was caused by the fall that took place in the very beginning. It affects our children things happen in life it affects little children especially when they're in a home and there is abuse that takes place whether it be verbal physical sexual abuse it it does something to the mind of that child and we read those statistics last week a large percentage of those that are in the prison system were abused as children the trauma of it, the bruise upon the soul, a pain that is so bad that our teenagers today, they turn to alcohol and drugs and it's a bondage there. But Jesus said that He came to set at liberty them that are bruised. No matter what has happened in your life, that has caused you to be bitter, that has caused you to harbor ill will toward somebody else. There's no bondage in the world like that bondage of unforgiveness. Jesus Christ can set you free from that thing. To set at liberty them that are bruised. And then Jesus said to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Many Bible scholars believe that the day that Jesus stood there in that synagogue and He read these words, it was the first day of the year of Jubilee. The year of Jubilee took place every 50 years. And on the day of Jubilee, all debts were canceled. Mom and Daddy who had lost the farm, because life comes at you hard, that property was restored to its original owners. Those who did not have money to pay their debt and had to go into slavery in order to pay their debt. 
they were free. The year of Jubilee. A time of restoration. A new start in life. That's what it meant. And Jesus closed the book, gave it again to the minister, and sat down, and all the eyes of them in the synagogue that day were fastened upon him, and he said, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Those sitting there in the synagogue that day who were well versed knew that these scriptures pertain to the Messiah. In essence, Jesus was saying, I am the Messiah. And this is the acceptable year of the Lord. Miracle upon miracle had been performed up to this time. Blinded eyes being opened up, deaf ears being made to hear, the lame were restored to where they could walk again. Demon spirits were cast out, even the dead had been raised. And despite these miracle signs and wonders, and Israel rejected him as their Messiah. Do you realize that had Israel accepted Christ, had the people in the synagogue that day had gone out and announced to the world, we have found our Messiah. Jesus Christ is our Messiah. Rome would have got wind of it. They'd have came in, they'd have took Jesus, they'd have crucified Him. Jesus would have died for the sins of the world. He would have been raised again the third day. After He was raised from the dead, the millennium could have started right then. But because of unbelief, because of unbelief, this world has been subjected to an additional 2,000 years of pain and hurt and sorrow and death. Israel's denying of Christ ushered in the church age. And Jesus told His disciples before He ascended to the Father, Go into all the world and preach the gospel, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The business of the church is to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is the business of the church. That should be number one top priority of the church. But God help us today, we're so busy selling chicken plates and washing cars and cutting grass and doing all of these other things. And there's nothing wrong with fundraisers. But let me tell you, if the people in the church would pay their tithe and give to the work of God as they should, the church wouldn't have to have chicken plate sales. Oh, I know I'm stepping on some toes now, but you know I'm telling the truth. Jesus stopped right there when he said to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. But Isaiah goes on to say, Isaiah 61, verse 2, The day of the vengeance of our 
God. Jesus didn't come to fulfill that particular portion of the Scripture. The day of vengeance of our God. He came the first time to save those who were lost. But let me tell you, when He comes back the second time, He will come back to fulfill the second part of Isaiah 61 in verse 2. The day of vengeance of our God. Now is the time. Today is the accepted time. Let me tell you this. You will stand before Jesus Christ and give an account. You can stand before Him now and give an account and accept Him as your Savior. And He will give to you more abundant life and eternity in heaven. Or you can put it off and stand before Him at the great white throne judgment and give an account. But one way or the other, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. But answer to Him you will. What will it be, friend? What will it be, neighbor? Will you accept Him as your Savior now? Will you stand before Him one day as your judge? The signs are all around us today of His coming. And behold, now is the time to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.